I was able to do stuff that I normally won't do when I was sober. So it had benefits for me, as difficult as it is for people to understand that. It was beneficial for me in that way, but it was also harmful for me. And that's why I can relate today for people that have uh, drinking issues and alcohol issues because it's, it's their way to cope. Welcome to the Coached Success Podcast. This show focuses on what it truly takes to pursue a life of excellence. Each week, I speak to a guest who has come from humble beginnings but refuses to settle for less than a life where they are pursuing their best. We speak about mindset, overcoming adversity, and the importance of resilience. This is Kyle Daniels. I hope that you enjoy the show. Adrian had previously been addicted to alcohol and found himself living in the graveyard, hating himself and life. But somewhere along the road, something shifted for Adrian and he decided to turn his life around. Today I speak to Adrian to find out about his journey and how he's now helping others to make better decisions. Stay tuned. This is an episode not to be missed. So today on the call, we have Adrian. Adrian Mankupan. Adrian, how's yes. things going, sir? I'm welcome. I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Beautiful day. So, Adrian, do you want to tell us who is Adrian? Adrian, in a nutshell, is a guy that grew up without a father and uh, my mother, single parent, and at a very, very early age, uh, I just had this unhappiness inside of me, uh, never, never happy about myself, never ha- ever have something good to say about myself, and at a very, very early age, um, I was exposed to alcohol and drugs, and because I lacked confidence, I used those alcohols and those substances just to, it helped me to, to be the person that I wanted to be, but I wasn't at that time. So it gave me confidence, it gave me guts, it gave me, uh, I could stood up for myself. And uh, when I was sober, I was not able to do that. So I basically became dependent upon those substances to, to survive. And uh, so I had these questions and I did not have any answers uh, at that time. So I grew up with all these concerns, hated myself for a very long time, hated God, hated, uh, believed that everyone was against me. Uh, I believed no one loved me. And I ended up sleeping in the graveyard. I ended up wanting to commit suicide but didn't, didn't do it, but really thought about it in a very, very deep way. So my journey basically was I struggled to, to, to come to terms with a few things and I couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't get over it. So Adrian is currently a guy that loves himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm at a very good place in my life at the moment. Um, I'm very comfortable to where I am. I'm very happy at the moment, very happy. I have, uh, I'm at peace with where I am as a person, as a father. And I'm at a very, very good place at the moment in my life. That's awesome. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I love your, your, your backstory, right? Um, because there's so many people like you out there. Um, and I can relate even to the confidence element. Growing up, um, you know, it's sometimes difficult to find out who are we and where do we fit in, where do we fit in this yeah. world, right? What is our place? Um, and we're all unique. So we all have this, this, this feeling or this desire to be special. Because when we kids, yes. we, are, we are made to believe we're special. And now all of a sudden, yes. we're just one of another. And it's, it can be a difficult journey. Um, but yeah. like you said, your journey went on, um, basically started going into drugs and alcohol as a way to mask the pain that you were feeling, the questions that you heard, the lack of confidence. Um, and also led it to becoming suicidal. And you said you, yeah. you slept um, in a graveyard. Were you homeless for a period of time or, or what was it? I was homeless for a period of time, not for a very, very long time, but the, the substances I used made me want to go home and steal mm-hmm. and, and, and take stuff from my mother's house. And that basically forced her to put me out, cause, not because she wanted to, but she had to come to a point where she protect herself and the other family members because they were suffering now because of what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's how I ended up sleeping in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. So, so I was there and at that time I had to use more alcohol because we had to bear with the cold, uh, the long nights and you can't sleep. So drinking alcohol helps you in a way, it, it has two benefits. It helps you to sleep and it helps you to cope. And, 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 and as dangerous and as harmful as it were for me at that time, it helped me to cope because in your mind, you are so concerned about your problems and the stuff that does not just, it just it's just there and you don't see a way out. So drinking alcohol and using drugs helped me to cope because for that hour or two to three hours, I feel a bit more relaxed. And then also mm-hmm. the fact that I was bold enough, I was able to do stuff that I normally won't do when I was sober. So it had benefits for me, as difficult as it is for people to understand that, it was beneficial for me in that way, but it was also mm-hmm. harmful for me. And that's why I can relate today for people that have uh, drinking issues and alcohol issues because it's it's their way to cope and give them practical steps because if they have the tools to cope with their problems and obstacles they don't have to use those substances to cope i agree i agree and you just mentioned something that's very important there right that at that point in your life alcohol served an important purpose and yes many negative behaviors or addictions or things that we see in other people right started out as having a benefit for them. It always starts yeah. out as having a benefit. Nobody's going to yes. go do something that has no upside, right? That there's yeah. no reward for. Perhaps, True. perhaps it is that, oh, you know what? Now I get to really like, get out of the shower. You're more comfortable around people. So it helps you socialize. Yeah. Or perhaps it is your peers are doing it. 
Um, and this can be tracked down to each and every negative behavior. Somehow it started out as having a positive impact on the individual. Even if, it, if you're looking at gang activity, somebody's getting into gangsterism at a young age. Initially, the reason he's getting involved is perhaps that he sees the guys as role models or father figures, or he sees it as opportunity to make money, right? To support his family. So there's always some form of benefit initially. Yeah. But for that season, we need to identify our life in seasons. Then there's usually the diminishing returns after that. Yeah. So for many of us out there right now, it's important for us to be aware of this, that, you know what, maybe something has a benefit right now, but we need to ask ourselves, what's the long-term cost? What's the long-term yeah. impact that this decision or this action will have on me? And if yeah. you are not sure, look around at people who get engages in this type of behavior or these types of practices, and this will give you a better insight into whether this is something that you want to do, whether you see yourself being in that person's shoes in 10 years, 20 years from now, and it'll give you a great yeah. idea. Great indication whether you're on the right path, whether you're not on the right path. Another important thing you mentioned there was boundaries, that you might have established boundaries for the family, to protect the family from you. And that's when they kick you out. And I'm sure for any mother out there, the worst thing or the hardest thing that they can do is say, you know what? You need to go, right? You need to go. Because she loves you. She wants the best for you. But on the other hand, it's, it's a double-edged sword. If you're there, yeah. you're causing trouble, causing pain for other people. Um, but if she lets you go, you might go dig a deeper hole for yourself. Um, but there still needs to be that boundaries where she says, you know what, Adrian, unfortunately, you have to go because this is negatively impacting the family. And I think a lot of parents right now can relate to something like this because yeah. many of them have this type of relationship with the kids where the kids are engaging in negative behavior, bad behavior, and it's currently just sending down a cycle or pathway. That is bad. I hated her for that. Sorry? I hated her for that. Exactly. Exactly. Now I, I understand, but at that time, I hated mm -hmm. her for that because, and the other thing, it was easy for me to blame her because I blamed her for me being like that. Mm -hmm. Didn't want to take full responsibility for my actions. Mm -hmm. So it was a tough, tough place. And that's why it's important for me to stay focused on my vision because I know there's a lot of a lot of people out there, a lot of individuals mm -hmm. out there that needs to hear that. And that's why it's important for me to to expose myself, be vulnerable, mm -hmm. and tell people like it is, because that's the only way we will reach people and help them to take ownership for their own lives. I agree. I agree. Let our story be, you know, be the difference in the yeah. youth or the people coming coming after us, right? They don't have to make the mistakes that we've made. So yeah, like we, I was speaking about the, the fact that parents need to be aware, are they enabling the kids by allowing them in, by letting them keep doing what they are doing or where do you draw the line? Some of we all need to draw the line. And it doesn't mean mm -hmm. that you can't still try to get the proper support, but just know that there needs to be boundaries. And then yes. you spoke about, um, obviously you being now, um, addicted to alcohol, sleeping in the graveyard. And tell me about the change. How, what, what ignited the spark for the change to happen? Well, Carl, there was a, was a deep desire deep, deep inside of me for change. I knew this is not the person that I want to be. And I also knew I'm not that person. But circumstances, bad decisions uh, ended has uh, uh, made things ended up the way it was and 
I just couldn't couldn't comprehend and couldn't just understand. And so what happened was that their desire was inside of me to help others. And I saw visions. I saw myself standing in front of people, speaking to people, but it wasn't clear. I couldn't understand. So at first I thought it was my imagination, but those visions were so clear. And every time I thought about those visions, it gave me a hope and a peace. So I knew it was something more than just my imagination, but I, I couldn't understand it at that time. So what happened was um, me love reading. I ended up reading a lot of books at that time. So reading the books gave me a lot of answers to the questions that I was struggling with. Um, so it helped me to cope as well. Uh, that's one of the things that we teach people to read. It helps you to cope. It, it gives you knowledge about your problem and it helps you with your vocabulary. It helps you to speak better and uh, it helps you a lot with your imagination. And that helped me at that time to, to, to cope. So what happened was I knew I wanted to change and I, I couldn't understand. So what I decided was I decided and I didn't, I, I didn't decide this on purpose. I lost my job and I was not able to buy any alcohol or drugs. Mm -hmm. So what happened was I was, I did not have any money. So for two weeks, I was without any substance. And this one Saturday, I just had this fresh idea in my mind. Adrian, it's been two weeks since you drink alcohol or use drugs. You can do this. Because that was my longest time without it. You must remember, Kyle, at that time, I was using it every, every day. Mm -hmm. So for me, being without those things for two weeks was a real victory for me. So I was basically not, I didn't make the, the decision to quit. It was basically because of circumstances. And at that time, I decided, listen, this is a new year. I'm going to quit. So the 15th of January, I decided I'm done. It was two weeks without it. And I stopped. I stopped smoking and I just stopped everything. And I started to read my Bible. And I couldn't understand reading it. I didn't understand, but it gave me a peace whilst I was reading it. It gave me a hope, but I couldn't articulate it. And I, I didn't have a clear picture of what, mm -hmm. what, was, what, what I was reading, but it gave me hope. So the change came in. That was the change. So a lot of people saw my, the change in me and they came and they told me, listen, I can help you go back to school. Uh, I can help you with your, to, to further your studies. Uh, I can help you with your learner's license. People just came and pay for some of those things. And that gave me hope because it, 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 what it told me at that time was people see the change in me and I have to see the change in myself. But I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. So what happened is I had this first moment. I went to college and they had to look for a class representative. And, and two persons came in the classroom and they said, uh, class, you need to uh, identify one class representative and he has to be at the, the college hall tomorrow at 11 o'clock. And most of the individuals in class raised their hand and they said they want me to be the class representative. At that time, uh, it was only my second week at the college. So I had a light bulb moment. 
these people saw something they saw something in me that i am not seeing in myself because they don't know me and for them to say listen we want you to represent us that was a light bulb moment for me and at that time i took the decision to the conscious decision to see myself in a different way so a lot of other things happened afterward but that was the light bulb moment for me you have to see the change in yourself and secondly uh, i used to go to shops and steal just take stuff from the stock so what happened was a lot of people gave me an opportunity to work at these shops on a temporary basis whilst i was at college and that told me that they don't see me as that person anymore they trust me enough to give me an opportunity mm -hmm. to work for them so those two moments was life changing for me so that's how the change came in and then thirdly a lot of people came to me and asked me for help how did you stop doing this how did you overcome that and i was able to tell them what i did and some of them uh, benefited from it some of them were not able to see what i shared with them and it helped people so i started to share my story at schools at churches and people told me listen you should share this more and more because people are learning from it they are encouraged from it it's it it helps people and that's where the change comes in uh, mm -hmm. with that's where the change came in for me mm -hmm. i like that i love i love it this man. and the thing is is that you know the complete change started with the seed of difficulty the fact that you lost your job right and that was the one thing that shifted everything and yeah. why i'm I, i'm pointing to this because sometimes we don't realize that the difficult thing that that implanted in our way is also the gift right yeah. many of us get get stuck on the frustration of the difficulty as opposed to seeing what's the gift in this difficulty and yeah. how can this serve me right so i really love that i really love that and then so you spoke about about that um and tell me a bit about you know then going on and and starting to develop compassion for your mom because you said the relationship is better now initially you were very angry at her but how did you get to reach a point because it's easy to say you know what yeah i'm changing my life but i still have a hatred towards you for doing this for putting me out on the street for not being my mother and my father for not giving me all the opportunities i wanted it's easy for us to get stuck in this mindset right of that oh i'm a victim because of the circumstances how did you create the shift towards the approach to your mom where you realized that oh you know what she did the best that she could with what she had it 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 i haven't had that relationship just right from the start it took a while but what happened was i was able to forgive her and not blame her because i just came to a point in my life where i took full responsibility for what i did and when i took full responsibility for what i did it was easy for me to to to, to just forgive her because she was not even guilty of those things that i accused her of i hated my father for a very long time because uh, he wasn't there and i i i in my i i i think i would have made better changes better decisions if he was there but i realized 
after many, many years that even if he were there, I don't think it would have helped me a lot because he is not at the place himself where he can teach me a few things. Uh, so I don't think it would have helped me a lot. Uh, maybe just him being there and be able to share with him what I go through would have helped me. Um, but I was able to forgive both of them. Uh, and I was able, I struggled to forgive my father because uh, one thing is I, I blamed him for me being the way I was and him not being there. And then I had this one conversation with one friend and we just had a random conversation. I told him, listen, I, 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 I want nothing to do with my father because he wasn't there. And I reached out to him and I, I introduced my children to him and he was not even happy. He didn't even respond or reacted the way I thought he would. Mm -hmm. And then I had this conversation with this friend and this friend named a few things to me. He told me, Adrian, how can he be proud of you if he did not contribute to mm -hmm. who you are today? You can only be proud if you contributed. How can he be happy for you? He wasn't there. In fact, every time he sees you, you remind him of the decision he took many, many years ago to not be part of your life. So he don't want to see you. It's not because he don't want to. He can't deal with the fact that you are where you are today and he was not there. And those words, those simple words, took that pain whilst I was speaking to the person. I just felt something come out of my heart and I was set free there. And I had a peace about mm -hmm. my father. I don't hate my father today. Uh, we don't speak a lot, but I understand where he is. I don't blame him. And I would love for us to be closer, but I have peace with where he's at and I'm happy. I'm mm -hmm. happy. So that is basically I stopped blaming them and took full responsibility for my decisions. I love that. I love and I was that. able to, 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 I was able to, to have a relationship with God because I blame God. Because mm -hmm. according to my knowledge, how can he bring me to earth? That's how I reasoned. Mm -hmm. How can he bring me to earth knowing how my life would end up and still make the decision to bring me here? That's mm -hmm. how I reasoned. Mm -hmm. And after that, I realized I took the decision to use drugs. Mm -hmm. I didn't pray about it. I didn't ask him, listen, can I use this or can I do that? I did what I wanted to do with my life. And now that I have to face the consequences now, all of a sudden, it's my mother. All of a sudden, it's my father. It's him. And, and I was able to come to the point to just see. And the, the situation for it is to responsibility, take responsibility for my decisions. And that's how I was able to forgive them all. That, that, that enabled me. If you go to any homeless man, any homeless person, now, on the street, mm -hmm. most of them, if you ask them, why are you here? What happened as to you ending up being here? What, most of them will tell, will tell you, I'm here because of my mother. I'm here because mm -hmm. of my brother. I'm here because of my wife. I'm here because of, because until you come to the point where you take ownership for, mm -hmm. yes, it may be your mother. Yes, mm -hmm. it may be your husband. Maybe it be, may, it, yes, it might be your wife. Mm -hmm. But you took the decision 
until you come to that point, there's not really much that we can do for you. Because there is a way out for you. Mm-hmm. So the blame game is just is is just stopping a lot of people mm-hmm. from getting the help that is out there for them. Because there is help. I agree. In fact, there's a lot of help. It's now easier to get assisted than as to when we grew up. Mm-hmm. So so I took ownership. I took full responsibility. I, I, I went and asked for forgiveness. I went to a lot of people that I blamed, spoke to them openly, told them, listen, this is what happened. This is what I blamed you for. Some of them were not even aware that I blamed them for certain things. Yeah. And some of them were shocked. Some of them were surprised. Mm-hmm. So we have to come to the point where we take ownership. And also we have to come to the point where we where we are open and talk to someone because remember uh, I walked with these suicidal thoughts in my head and in my heart mm-hmm. but my best friend didn't even know about it mm-hmm. so that's another thing that we have to we have to talk we mm-hmm. have to, to know it's okay not to be okay I agree we have to be excited and, 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 and happy we, we don't have to be excited every day there are going to be moments where you are going to be discouraged. You will have moments where you will, will, you will face fear, guilt, condemnation, whatever. Those things are normal. You don't have to feel weak and think you are less of a person because of those feelings. You were created with those feelings. You, you mentioned something on your Instagram post the other day you said about fear. Fear mm-hmm. is good for you. It protects you because reme- just think about a life without fear. Yo, we're we going to do some crazy stuff. So we have to come to the point where we teach people these things because those are the barriers that keeps people from getting the help that they, they need because they think we're going to judge them. And we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what helped me. Awesome, and I completely agree with everything you said there about the fact that, you know, we need to start taking ownership, responsibility, and stop trying to blame, because no matter even if, you know, it's not your fault that you are where you're at, it's your fault, it's, it's your responsibility to change where you're headed. So even if you really have your mother to blame, or your brother to blame, or your friends to blame for where you find yourself today, you have the choice and the power to take responsibility today and say, you know what? I can't let him, I can't continue to use that as an excuse not to get to where I want to go. So tomorrow the responsibility lies on me. So I love that. And then um, tell us a bit about, so you, you mentioned obviously suicide, right? Um, and that it's very difficult for people to just be open and speak about the problems that they have and the challenges they have. And that your best friend didn't even know that you were having these suicidal thoughts. What advice do you have for people out there right now who's dealing with pressure? Right? What is one or two tips that you have for people who are right now feeling alone dealing with pressure? I would say pray, talk to God. I, I, I blamed him, but I still spoke to him. I still uh, prayed, even if it's one sentence. Uh, I remember p- people used people. Uh, 
laugh when I tell them, tell them that I used to smoke with a cigarette in my hand and say, Lord, please help me. Because I was desperate and um, start praying. That's one thing that you can do. You have to change your perspective. Uh, there, there's no alphabetical order as to what you can do, but there are steps that you can take. Uh, ask yourself, what decisions did you took that made you end up where you are today? Some of us didn't took any decisions. We are where we are because of circumstances. We are where we are because of decisions that other people took. And we have to also not blame God because if you blame him, you can't trust him for a way out because you either blame someone or you trust someone. Mm -hmm. You can't blame and say in the same sentence, I blame you, but I trust you. That's not possible. So there are not the alphabetical steps as to what you need to do to overcome. You need to take full responsibility. You need to change your perspective. Uh, I usually tell people what, what helped me is I came to a point in my life where I stopped expect people to love me. Because mm -hmm. how can I expect Kyle to love me if I don't love myself? How can I expect Kyle to be there for me if I'm not there for myself? Mm -hmm. So I have to accept myself first and then I can ex expect in a way from Kyle to accept me. But if I accept myself, it's easier. If Kyle reject me, I'm still happy because my acceptance is not based on Kyle accepting me. Mm -hmm. I love myself. And if someone hates me, it doesn't affect me because I love myself already. So you hating me does not affect me. So expect others, stop expecting others to love you. Love yourself first. Stop expecting others to be there for you. Be there for yourself first. You mm -hmm. blame your mother, you blame your father, you blame your brother, who, whoever else you blame. But what are you doing for yourself? Are you there for yourself? You expect them to be there for you. Are you there for yourself? Mm -hmm. Are you accepting yourself? So, and, and where your life is now, I, 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 you don't see your way out. I, I couldn't see your way out, but I know there's something that you see in your heart. And it's not clear at the moment. Maybe you, you, you don't understand why you keep on seeing these visions. You keep on having these dreams because I know it's there. All of us have it. It's not a select group of people that have it. Being successful or whatever is not for a select group of people. And by the way, we have to change the, 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 the definition of a success. Success for me is being happy. If you're happy, you're successful. There's a lot mm -hmm. of people that are, have all these things that we aspire and want to have, but they're not happy. So for me, I'm, I'm successful at the moment because I'm very happy at the moment. Mm -hmm. I have a peace and a joy and a, a every day I'm successful at the moment. So there's no alphabetical order, but follow that thing in your heart. That thing is real. That thing is not your imagination. That thing is not something that you just randomly think about. That is the thing that you need to do. And let that thing give you the hope that you currently need. And reach out for help. I know, and that's, I want to conclude with this. 
Maybe you've spoken to 10 people. Maybe you've spoken to 20 people. Maybe you, whatever you did. But I want to encourage you, and this is the mistake that a lot of us do. I've spoken to people who couldn't help me. But I cannot go to someone, I cannot go to someone that have financial problems and I want that person to help me with my finances. Mm -hmm. I cannot go to someone that is overweight, overweight, and I want that person. So what 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 happened in my instance? In in in, in my instance, I went to 10 people that have the same problem as me. And then I wanted those 10 people to help mm -hmm. me. They cannot help me. Go to the right people. So maybe you went to 20 help you. Those 20 persons have the same challenges more or less than you. And that's why they cannot help you. Go to someone that you see this person no longer has this issue. And maybe that person can help you. But you have to take full responsibility so go to the right people mm -hmm. stop going to people that have the same challenges as you they cannot help you and that's why you you feel that you already went to 10 people or whatever and they cannot help you they are not able to help you because mm -hmm. they still struggle with the same issue as you but you cannot see it because you made a decision based on assumptions and you went to that person but that person is struggling with the same thing. That's why the person cannot help you. Because mm -hmm. a person that have overcame, they are in a better position to help you than the person that's still struggling with the same thing. I so agree. maybe that's the reason why you were not helped by those people. I agree. I agree. And uh, Adrian, that is a very powerful couple of tools that people can use. Um, lots of value. Um, and I definitely recommend that you go and listen to that again. So much value that has been delivered by you over there, Adrian. Um, Adrian, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for taking the time out of your day to chat with us and share your journey with us. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this episode with anyone looking to maximize their life, as this will help us to continue growing the Coached Success community. In addition, connect with me on Instagram or Facebook and tell me what you enjoyed most about today's show. Links to Facebook and Instagram are in the episode description. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next week, stay winning.